ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Beyond the Panel, Episode 2. I'm your host, Brian. You can refer to me as Professor S. And I am your co-host, Curtis. You may call me Dr. Mensforth. We're so glad that you can join us here on Beyond the Panel here today on UMFM. Curtis, my friend, how are you doing today? I am doing spectacular. Yeah? Spectacular? As in Spider-Man, maybe? Spectacular. I'm doing amazing. Outstanding. Astonishing. <laughs> Absolutely. Wicked. Um, we, um, we were so enthused and pleased uh, with our response uh, last week that you guys gave us, so thank you so much for that. Um, Curtis answered a couple emails. I answered a couple tweets. Keep it coming. If you guys want to talk to us, hit us up at BTP Comic UMFM or through the Gmail Beyond the Panel UMFM at gmail.com. We're thrilled to answer your questions, even Absolutely have any sort of feedback, conversations, anything like that. So we're, we're really pumped Definitely. about that. Let's get really quick into this. Um, so first off, we're going to start off with a little bit of news that we didn't get to talk about last week. A brand new thing from IDW, of course, uh, mo- mostly famous for a bunch of third-party type stuff, a lot of famous property stuff. They do, of course, the brand new run of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. They are coming out with a print-only 200-page quarterly hardcover magazine called Full Bleed. In this magazine, it's supposed to be all about creative culture, comics, culture, music, fine art, design, and more. Uh, The first issue is supposed to have interviews with Stephen King and Alan Moore. It's supposed to contain short fiction, some comics, some other stuff. Um, I don't think I was originally excited about it, but like, if they're interviewing... People like Alan Moore, Stephen King, and they're some having... really big names that they're drawing in. Yeah, if they're having, like, short fiction and some small comic stuff in there, some individual unique things to full bleed, I originally thought that it wasn't going to be successful, but I don't know them. If you're really work. into, like, behind the scenes and kind of what goes in into, like, making comics, I think it's a good idea, definitely. I think it's going to be a price point thing, though. That's the main thing, is, is a hardcover costs money... So, like a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's... How much do you think? 30? Like 40? 40. Yeah? Yeah. Four times a year, 40 bucks. That's my guess. That's yeah. $120 a year for a magazine. It, it, it's a lot to ask, I mean, definitely. I, I mean, I guess that's like fine-ish, that's 10 bucks a month, but at the same time, like, it's kind of, um, it's kind of crazy. It's not super accessible, but it might be. It might be cool though. If if they keep having such awesome things as like Alan Moore interviews in there, I would love to. I'd like, love to read that. How, within the day and age of the internet, like how quick do you think that like the, those interviews will leak out? That's the thing too. Is like this kind of thing. I find most people would go for a digital version of this over like a physical hardcover. But it's print only. And that's the thing. Is like I don't know how many people are actually gonna like buy a print only type thing. I'm not. I guess if you're really into collecting. I'm really interested in it, but I'm not. Same, same. The cover artwork is really beautiful. I'm going to toss a picture out here. I'm going to tweet a picture out here, probably as we're talking, but uh, more likely after the fact. The cover of it is actually really nice looking. It's a really beautiful, it's like um, very minimalistic. Oh, that's sick. It's it's super good looking. I, I, I like it. But like at the same time, like... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy it. We'll we'll see how it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping it does good because this is this is exactly the kind of thing. This is the the ambitious type of adventure where if it fails, it could be really bad yeah, for we'll, IDW. We'll see how it does. Um, rolling into the next topic, talking about things that have been ambitious previously but aren't any longer. We're gonna our main topic of the day. Um, the best bromance of all time. My favorite comic book duo. Do you any any guesses, Curtis? Blue and gold. Yes, 
Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle, Michael John Carter and Ted Cord. Um, course, legendary, showing, legendary team up. Showing up originally together in the original run of Justice League International, uh, which ran from 87 until, I want to say, 91? 92. 92. Yeah. Uh, very classic comic. Um, it's a tough read now. I went back to try and read it, and it's... Uh, they use they use language like G Willikers quite it's definitely frequently. A product of the time that it was made, but at the time it was certainly way different than like any other team book because it was so like satirical. Batman was portrayed as such a jackass. <laughs> he was. I mean, he punched Guy Gardner. In the, well, I mean, Guy Gardner is a mess. Of Not his that own. Guy didn't deserve it though. So Absolutely. I mean, it was justified. But yeah, so like, why why do you think that they work, and why do you think that they're so funny? I mean, the thing with Booster and Blue Beetle is they're both, they both indulge each other's crazy ideas. Like, yeah. if, if any one of them has a crazy, wacky idea, the other will just completely go along with it. It's just hilarious. For the most part, right? Like, I mean, there's a comic we're going to talk every about. Not every time. Yeah, we're gonna, there's, a, there's a run that we're going to talk about very brief, well, probably very extensively, very shortly. So, like, what, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite moment of the two of them together? Two of them together was the panel you showed me uh, stealing Martian Manhunter's cookies. Yeah, so that's from Martian Manhunter uh, twenty four. I laughed so hard. I don't at remember. That. I don't remember what year it is. I'll post the Imger link again on our Twitter uh, if you want to check it out. Um, but basically, it's from Martian Manhunter twenty four, and he's like, you know, like I used to have a problem, and I wasn't necessarily proud of it. And he tells like <laughs> he tells like this flashback story where like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are just killing themselves laughing, and Guy Gardner starts talking about himself in the third person, <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna find out what you guys did, and Blue Beetle's like, Okay, okay, you got us. We stole we stole John's cookies, right? Yeah. And he's like in love with Oreos. He absolutely loves them. And so they stole all of his cookies. And they went out for like a 17 mile radius around the embassy and bought all of the all of the cookies. It's just only a thing Booster and Blue Beetle would do. And Ted Court's super rich, right? Yeah. So like they were able to afford it. And John comes out and he's like, "Where are my cookies?" And he's losing it, right? And Blue Beetle and Booster Gold just take off because they. Um, Oh no! He goes down. He goes down to the corner store first, and then throws a, sh- a fit he, <laughs> yeah. because he can't find any more cookies anywhere. And he's normally calm and collected, but not when it comes to his cookies, man. And then he finds out that Booster and and uh, and and Ted took all the cookies, and he starts chasing them. And they <laughs> just they, that image alone. They is fly so funny. by. They fly by the UN office, and Ted Cord's trying to convince them. And then uh, because he gets like that nosebleed when he's trying to mind control people, right? And so Blue Beetle and Booster Gold go flying past, and then John goes flying past in like a super angry form, just wackiness high and hijinks. And all of a sudden, and it blows out the window, and all of a sudden his nose just poof, just ruptures blood out. Oh my goodness! Because he was so like he's trying so hard to make them forget that it happened yeah oh my god what a mess legendary scene so good amazing sums up their relationship so well just because they're they're the best of friends oh it's just it was it was brilliant and so um something something uh we the thing we wanted to talk about as i mentioned i give you a whole list of of comics i thought Mm -hmm. you should read because i've read just about everything yeah you're you're definitely a bigger fan of booster and and blue beetle than they're so funny but I love them, and they're so the heartbreaking same. too. Like yeah. the thing is, is like I read just about any any sort of art I indulge in. I do mm-hmm. it so that I'm an I'm an emotional person. I do it to try and get more emotion, and like I don't get any more laughter intensity sometimes. Oftentimes because of the way that Ted's they life. They are a married couple, more or less. Two. I 
And have you read Inju- Have you read any of the Injustice Two stuff yet? Not, no, I haven't actually read. Uh, I'm pretty the sure Injustice stuff. I'm pretty sure they're leaning to the fact that they're gay together in that. In that universe, I'm fairly certain because like, um, Booster Kid, like he he comes and he's like because he's a time cop in in the Jeff Johns run from 2011. Yeah, Dan Jurgens Jeff Johns run, which is super good and you should read by the oh, way. Yeah. Um, he's a time cop with uh, his son Rip Hunter. Right. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, and so in in Convergence and and Injustice, he goes back and meets two separate versions of Ted Cord, and basically because he knows that he can't he can't muck about with time. Both times he's like, "I'm gonna be there when it's over," and Ted's like, "Oh my god! Like, are you serious?" And he's like, "Yeah, I love you, Teddy." Oh my goodness! And then like he goes back, and after in in Injustice, he gets killed by Killer Croc, and he's like missing limbs. Wow! And Ted shows up, or uh, Booster shows up, and he's like. And they're they're making fun of each other as Ted's dying. That sounds about right. They're making and, and Booster's like Booster's like I'm really two. sad. And Ted's like, yeah. And Booster's like, well, I mean, mostly just because I didn't get to make fun of your costume more. <laughs> yeah. And then Ted dies, and Booster kisses him and says goodbye, Ted. Okay. And wow. then disappears, which now is that like heartbreaking. Isn't, that is an alternate timeline, so we're not talking mainstream DC, right? Because but... mainstream DC, he gets killed by Max Lord. Yeah, and we, and we will talk about that definitely. Right. But so we we both ended up reading formerly known as Justice League, which is so good, just which you should read. A riff on like just what did you think a of it? Parody, I guess, of like comics of the time. It was so good. Yeah, right. Absolutely loved it. I mean, it was six issues, so it's not it's not hard to to just zoom through that little series. What year it was, did it come out in? I can't remember. Uh, Two thousand three. Okay. Right before Identity Crisis. Right. The next year, which uh, put Elongated Man through quite the trauma. You was, love elongated man. I, yeah, you know so, I'm a big elongated man. So fan. that was the first. That's the first time I've ever read anything I involving elongated he, man. He's super lighthearted in that. How? How? Like, I mean, I loved that. How was that compared to a lot of his other stuff? It like they got his character so well because yeah? like he he's just this really innocent but funny, just good natured guy, and they got that aspect right. But he he can also be really serious too. Um, Fair. He he's known for being the best detective besides Batman. Oddly enough. Oh. Interesting. His, his detective skills are are among his skill set. Yeah, which is really interesting because, like, I know that and uh, he's a chemist. Blue too. Beetle is supposed to be a really good. Uh, Blue, Blue Beetle is one of the smartest guys in the DC universe, right? And he's the only one that ends up figuring out that Max Lore is ahead of the Omeg project in the um, at, at in, in Infinite Crisis, right? right? So that's that's something that I remember. It's the only time he him and Booster didn't mess something up. They were the ones that were ahead of the curve. Normally they always in, they always embark on kind of zany adventures, but that was the more serious time. So like what was your favorite part of uh, formerly known as? Formerly known as the Justice League. Uh that was a super funny book. I would say one of the best parts of that was probably well i i found it funny that booster gold was married to like a 70 year old woman which you never you never see her by the way no and it was just for her money yeah very booster he, gold he, thing he just to wanted do. to be lazy yeah he he just wanted to, to ted live got a good really life. upset at them for that yeah like, ted, really upset at ted, ted and booster had quite the spat in that series yeah but they ended up working it out, I they think. They did. They did. But yeah. it, it definitely uh, it definitely tried their relationship. One of the best parts was the Harvard thugs. Yes. So funny. There's a group there's a group of guys who like are they're thugs, right? Like they're street toughs and they're trying to they're like running a racketeering business and like a protection stuff. And but like 
They only speak in like super. They're, they're Harvard scholars. They, yeah, they major in, in very like well spoken seventeenth century like uh, Victorian literature. literature. It's just so ridiculous. they're all they're all incredibly well spoken, and then they've got some sort of weird power that's never really kind explained. Of some psionic mind powers. Yeah, it's never really explained all that well. Mm. But yeah, and then they, that's they end up fighting the four the the. The, the Justice super buddies, are the super buddies. That's, that's right. That's what they're dubbed as. Oh it's, my God. it's very much like a corporate team because they have like. And Ted Court has that stupid commercial, and they all marketing. hate it. They all hate it. Oh my God! Um, so there's fun. no way that Nick Spencer didn't read that to base to base uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man off of right. There, there's a strong chance just because they are fairly similar in tone, style, like, kind of like even execution. the art style is super similar. I really like the art in this. It's very good. It was it was very it, nice. very simplistic but mm-hmm. super well done. It, I, it was very good, man. I blew through it. It was so quick. It's such an easy read. Man, uh, w- one of the best parts about that, uh, besides what I mentioned, was Elongated Man being called a four. When they were ranking <laughs> yeah, characters, yeah. So, so Beatrice uh, and and who, who is who's, fire? Who's a long? Who's a elongated man's wife? Uh, Sue Dibney. Sue Dibney. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're talking. They're talking about elongated, or no? They're talking about the movers. And Beatrice says that he that they're one of the movers the guys. is like an eight or a nine or something mm-hmm. like that. And elongated man sticks in and literally elongates his nose <laughs> as he's yeah. as he's telling a joke and says, "Well, you tell me, yeah, I'm a ten every time." <laughs> and like as soon as he's gone, she's like, "He's actually a four. She's like, his "Oh my god, I want to accept. I'm it. married a four. <laughs> but she does. But she loves him anyways because he's great. He was so funny in that. I want to read more elongated man elongated because. Man. Of that. Such a fun character! Oh my goodness! So I loved it. So my my wish and dream now with DC Rebirth, Ted Cord is alive. Oh, yeah, we and we they are doing the they're doing a new they're doing a new Blue Beetle series, but it's mostly focused around Ted Cord teaching Jamie Jaime Jaime Reyes Jaime Reyes yeah. on how to be the Blue Beetle. Yeah, the the latest Blue Beetle. I want my deepest deepest desires want a new blue and gold comic or at least a new comic centered around those two the two of them Mm -hmm. my biggest question to you with all of your knowledge the encyclopedia who would you recommend to write that i have a couple that i think would do very well um like my short list consists of i think mark wade Really, very good uh, boosters uh, slash Blue Beetle comic. He because he he, he wrote, has humorous. Uh, he helped write the 2011 run of Booster Gold with Jurgens, or at least some of it with Jurgens. Well, he was in. involved. He was involved in the whole 52 events, right? Like that was Wade Morrison right. and those guys, um, and and Keith Giffen, who also wrote, formerly known as, and like right. wrote JLI. Um, so I think Mark Wade, with with his really uh, solid writing ability, humor, heart, he would definitely be able to do that. I wouldn't want to see a Giffen retread. I no, think, I think uh, he's done just about everything he can with those two. No, I I feel like we got to get some fresh blood. So I think Wade would, uh, and Paul Dini of all people. What does he write? Well, Paul Dini was involved in all the Justice League cartoons, Batman the animated series. Oh, okay. Like he modernized the DC animated universe. And Interesting. He gave a really good Booster Gold episode. So I think if he wrote a Booster Gold comic, that would be really That'd cool. That'd be too. really good. Because he's what a do big you, writer. What do you think about the idea 
of Nick Spencer writing it. Nick Spencer, that did cross my mind because he did like, such a good job. Why not? Right? Like why he did, not? He did such a good job with with all the B list guys in. Um, he's really good at, at that foes. kind of stuff. So uh, like, he had a really funny Ant Man run too. So I mean, he he definitely would be a good choice. Yeah. So like, I don't I don't see any reason why not. Right? Like that seems like an okay idea to me at least. Absolutely. Is there is there anybody else that you think would be like on the short list for that, or is it just uh, like those I, I those would two say, or three? I would say maybe uh, maybe Tom King, who okay, has done a lot of good stuff. He's writing Mister Miracle right now. He did Vision for Marvel. He's oh. really good at like writing like very like lower tier characters and then popularizing them again. Okay, so if we got him on Booster and Blue Beetle. I think they would become like a big hit and everyone would like really like that. I really want them to be a big hit. They're such a good duo. They're great. They just don't get the same exposure that like other characters get. Could you imagine could you imagine how awesome it would be if they wrote them as like an actual for realsies gay couple? That would be that would be very bold. Yeah. I mean, like it's one thing to it's one thing to have that in kind of the the Injustice universe, but like in the mainstream DCU, that would be that would be very bold. They change. have maintained the two of them together over the course of a lot of their comics that they're not. Well, and I some mean, they both have, ha- have had significant relationships right. with other people. So like the two ways that I I personally would want to see it go is either either that have them have them be an actual couple together or really really explore Ted Cord's relationship with Barbara Gordon. I kind of like the idea of them being just very tight friends, like yeah. just the bromance aspect of it, but just Is that easier for comedy? I think so, yeah. Like, I, I just like the idea of them being very good friends and just having that love, that friendship love for each other and always having it. each other's backs, you know what I mean? I can dig it. But, like, yeah, so then in that case... It'd be interesting, though. In that case, then I feel like they really... Because they haven't really ex- explored it as well as they should, right? Like, uh, the the love between Cord and, and Barbara Gordon. Yeah, that was alluded to in uh, Formerly Known As... Well, yeah, and, and it's, 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 it's brought out more in the open. Like, Rip Hunter... In the 2011 run, when they're trying, when Booster is attempting to save Ted Cord, right? Mm-hmm. Rip, in order to try and deter Booster, knowing that Booster's going to get the crap kicked out of him a whole bunch, says, "Well, if you want to save Ted Cord, like first save the woman he loves, right? Like mm-hmm. save Barbara Gordon from being yeah." And Oracle. then he has to relive that moment and over and loop, over and over and over like again. Insane. So like. That just kind of shows how far he's willing to he, go. Yeah, he really cares about his friend. He and pretty I much like almost dies. Yeah, absolutely. Booster Gold comes like super close to dying trying to save Barbara Gordon and Ted Cord. Like he's very much a lighthearted character, but he he has definitely seen and done some very very heavy things. Yeah, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, I think that would be really really interesting. I think you have to keep a really simplistic art style. I've yeah. seen some of the really nice ones, like the Jurgens, the Jurgens Johns run from um, from 2011 had like really standardized, nice comic book artwork, mm-hmm. kind of the the house style art, if you will. Like yeah, like really really good um, mm-hmm. shading and, and lighting and everything like that. But like I really feel like you have to you have to go with a simplistic style art, right? Like the way that it was informally known as. Yeah, kind of a you have to a less exaggerated style and more of just an everyday kind of just normal um, minimalist type of look for that comic. what about Aja from ha- da- who did David Hawkeye Aja? Yeah, uh, that, that'd be interesting that'd be really sure. good right yeah I, th- I can see it that'd be super cool that'd I think, be interesting for the, for the yeah. two of them um, yeah so like what what kind of um, if, if the two of them if we were to get this comic what kind of rogues gallery would you would you like oh to see oh my goodness rogues gallery for booster and blue beetle <laughs> I would want a bunch of uh, maybe D-list villains. 
Because it has to match their style and tone of, like, the book. Yeah, I mean, like, there obviously has to be a climax where they go up oh, against, yeah, like, an A-lister a, a big, and, a big villain. and win or either muck it up so badly that they get help from the Justice League. Absolutely. But a bunch of, like, lower-tier villains uh, would be cool to see. Um, who? Well, who would you pick, first of all? Uh, so for the climax, I absolutely think, and, and I don't know, I think it would be super, super good. But, uh, and correct me with this but if I'm wrong, but... Um, It'd be super fun and awesome if, like, the climax villain was Red Lantern Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is the villain. That is an amazing idea. Uh, by the way, Brian was also on my list of people to write Booster. Michael Gold Bendis? Movies. No, you. Me? <laughs> yeah. Me? That idea is just amazing. Like, no. I have never thought of that. Guy Gardner Come is on. the villain? That's such a good idea. That's okay. All right. Maybe don't, don't be humble, my friends. That I don't. I don't know about idea. that. I'm not. A, I'm not a good writer, though. I'm not a good writer. That was a solid idea. Guy Gardner as a villain would be cool. Uh, maybe a bunch of like D-list. Uh, what about if, like d- digging all the way back into their past and stuff? Right? Like, yeah, so, I like, guess that's true. What, too. what are some really good Blue Beetle villains from the past? Um, Moon, Mister Moonface. Well, I guess people I think would be from a pretty the okay original one. Dan Garrett version of Blue, of Blue Beetle, like the original JSA Blue Beetle. Yeah, his, so like like Mister Moonface, the Sphinx would be probably yeah. fairly okay. Yeah. Um, the Black Beetle, I think, would be yeah, Black Black would be Beetle a really good sure. one. Um, Coyote. That was the one I was thinking of. Uh, Doctor Polaris might not be Doctor Polaris would be very cool to see. Uh, maybe some Legion of Doom members, so like Doctor Polaris. What about uh, Gorilla, Gorilla Grodd? Gorilla Grodd would be interesting. Um, maybe, maybe the Shade, if you know who that is. Um, I what, who what? What's he, he controls shadows. Interesting. He he appeared in a bunch of Justice League episodes. Okay, was, well that was a really cool that movie. might be that might be interesting. Yeah. Um, what about um, hmm? What about the Manhunters? That would be cool. Definitely, yeah? like some more. Yeah, I I think the Manhunters would be interesting. Maybe some more cosmic or kind of uh, b- bigger bigger level threats. Like imagine them taking on someone like Mongol. What about um, shoot? Uh, it's the Royal Flush fr- uh, Royal, Royal Flush, Flush Gang. Gang. Yeah, yeah. The how- Royal Flush Gang. Yeah, good that'd be idea. really good, right? Good idea, Solomon Grundy. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that, yeah. Solomon Grundy. Man, could you imagine also like Clayface? If we're, if we're gonna. Yeah, okay, some some B-list Batman. Kind of some, yeah. Some B-list well, Batman I mean, villains, Booster too? Gold is from Gotham himself. Like, right. that's where he's from. Right, he was a quarterback at So he at would know these villains very well just historically because they were le- they would have been legendary to him in the future. So then, yeah, and then and then I guess you could go and, like, they could be doing, like, a time thing where, like... Yeah, definitely Booster, incorporate a lot of, like, Booster realizes Booster realizes what the heck's going on and they try to get rid of, like, all of... Every time they go and eliminate someone that would kill Ted Kord... It creates, like, a fractured timeline. Someone else, right? So, like, mm-hmm. he's yeah, brought, they got to be a cool idea. They got to get Max Lord, and then they got to get <coughs> they got to get Killer Croc, um, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I really think a, hev- a heavy Oracle influence would be great. Yeah, in Oracle, too. Uh, the, the Birds of Prey. Yep, very, very solid idea. Cool. Um, so, that was a good conversation. I really enjoyed that. Uh, moving on to the last section, um, going to highlight some of the best sellers from last week, some new releases, and then... Then some questions for Curtis before we head out. So Sounds last week's good. bestsellers for the uh, week of September the 10th, uh, Batman number 30, Walking Dead 171. Of course, interrupt me if you want to talk about any of these. If you have something you want to say about any way, shape, or form. Batman is just very good. Right. So Walking Always. Dead 171, Justice League 28, 
Superman 30, yep. Darth Vader number 5, Astonishing X-Men number 3, Harley Quinn 27, Seven to Eternity. Seven to Eternity. Come That's on, a really Brian. good comic. Is it? I haven't. Seven I, to Eternity. I haven't read any of it. Rick Remender, oh. uh, who wrote Uncanny X Force, oh. mentioned last week, and uh, an artist named Jerome Pena. Is it? Is super good. Mind blowing. Yeah. One of the best things. So I've I'm read checking right that now. out then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kay. Definitely. So Seven to Eternity number nine. Yeah. Uh, Venomverse number one, which is odd, and I'll explain why in a minute. And X Men Gold number eleven. So those those are last week's top ten best selling. Okay. Which is really, it's so heavily lot, DC. DC yeah. Really heavily DC. Like a, like crazy DC. They have a lot of good traction going. Which is so weird because like, doesn't Marvel still have like a 35% market share right it now? It does, I believe so. Or around that around that level. It's just more people are seem to be digging what DC is putting well, out Well, I mean, right Jeff Johns is doing such a good job overseeing everything. We'll see what Marvel Legacy does because that's going to be their... Are you DC reading Rebirth, so to speak? Okay. Are you reading any of the Rebirth stuff right now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah? I'm reading Batman, Superman, Green Arrow. I it, was reading Wonder Woman, Flash. How good is that Green Arrow? I was thinking about Green Arrow. Up. Is very good. It's super one, good. One of the most consistently good titles that's coming out right now. Yeah, right on. I'll have to check it out. Then. I love it. Okay, um, so notable releases coming up this week: uh, Batman: The Red Death, which is tied into the heavy metal um, yeah, story arc. Yeah, Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, uh, being all being, that. being written by Josh Williamson. Uh, Flash number 30, which is starting a new storyline, Bloodwork, also being written by Josh Williamson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Doctor Strange number 25, which is a double-sized issue, uh, being written by John Barber. Okay. Uh, Venomverse number three, which is why Venomverse being uh, Venomverse number one being part of the uh, bestsellers last week is odd to me because why would Venomverse number one be a bestseller when Venomverse number two is already out and number three is just about to come out this week? Weird. I don't, I don't understand, but uh, it's being written by Cullen Bunn. Okay. What What are your thoughts on Venomverse? Venomverse is maybe a good idea in concept, but in execution, not good. Probably lacks. So I should stay away from that. I I, I don't think I would. That Why would is be it one so bad? I, I think Venomverse is just a gimmick. Uh, it's. I wouldn't say it's a very story driven. Is it uh, like Planet Hulk? It would just be, it's about a bunch of people being infected by symbiotes, and it's a Venomverse, because it's now a bunch of symbiotes running rampant in the world. I I can't understand why. Good idea why, on paper, not why, necessarily an execution. Why is that though. a good idea, though? It, it, it's interesting having morally good people being infected by symbiotes, which kind of drives your darkest urges uh, forth, and it's kind of the, the philosophy, so you can do really cool things with it. I just don't think they're going to, because they're not thinking that hard about it. Hasn't that idea been kind of played out with how many times they've made, how many different comics, and how many different times they've made Spider-Man? Like yeah, Peter Parker like into it's, Venom. Yeah, it's it's definitely been it's definitely been explored before. So I don't know if we're getting anything particularly new. Venom is just a character that sells visually. He's a striking character. So I mean, yeah, are pick there up are so many stuff. people that I see walking around wearing like they, Venom they see hoodies. a cover right, and they're gonna buy. Yeah, based on I've that. never been a super big fan of Venom. I don't know why. I just Eddie Brock when written well. He can be interesting. Eddie Brock. I guess I was um, like Carnage though. Yeah, yeah, Carnage is pretty good. I, so, sorry, I was really interested in Venom during the Ultimate Spider-Man run by Brian Michael Bendis, and there's a video game out called Ultimate Spider-Man yeah, where you actually get to good. play as Venom, very and it's, it's probably one of the better comic book games I've played. I really I've enjoyed played. it. Um, and then, of course, X-Men Gold, number 12, uh, written by Mark Guggenheim, mm -hmm. which is, of course, um, number 10 was on the list, or 11 was on the list last week. Right. Um, any surprises? No, I mean, X-Men generally will sell. Uh, Batman always will sell. Um, those are all things I expected to be at the top. I'm surprised Runaways and Mr. Miracle 
aren't well, there. Well, I mean, like, Mr. Miracle's really good. It's my it's one of my favorite things out right now. But it is niche. Yeah, it definitely, he's not a super well-known character, but that creative team um, is super good. Fair. Tom King is writing Batman right now, so I mean... Fair. I, I do agree. We'll I do agree, though, that it's kind of weird to me that Runaways isn't on there. So we got we got a couple more minutes. Curtis, what are you reading this week? What am I reading? I'm for sure going to be picking up uh, the new the new Batman, the new Batman stuff. Uh, new Green Arrow issue comes out this week. New Superman. So those are all things I'm reading. Uh, from the Marvel side, not really so much for me. Um, other than that, I've just been currently reading Avengers by Jonathan Hickman. Which is super good. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, you not posted too, not too far in that one. You right posted now. a picture of that on your Instagram, yep. which is uh, King Kurtiki, by yep. the way. In case you're curious, right. he posts new, something new every single posts Wednesday. Every Wednesday, for every my Wednesday, collection. which you should check out. Um, man, that Reed Richards costume is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so the good. Future Foundation. It's suit. so slick. It's uh, yeah. There's the Marvel Illuminati, and they basically run the world. Shit. And there's all these universal incursions happening where worlds are phasing into each other. And they have to, like, st- stop the collapse of the multiverse. That's wicked. It's just a huge, I mean, grand like, concept. I I'm eventually going to get into Hickman's Fantastic Four because you, you keep talking this about it. This is a natural progression after. Right. It reads so, as one big saga. As soon as I'm finished with that, which is something I'm eventually going to get into, I promise. Oh, you have to. We're going to talk about that when you do. Perfect. Sounds good. So um, I have a trip this weekend. I'm, 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 I'm going on a drive. I'm, I'm leaving town for a while. Um I have about 12 hours worth of car time in which I am not driving. What am I reading, Curtis? I mean, I would recommend Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four. Okay. Because that is like a super good run. Uh, I would recommend that. Or I'd recommend modern stuff if you haven't read uh, Scott Snyder's Batman run. I have Court uh, of the Owls. Yeah, well, of the if Owls, you want to keep brilliant. going with that, burn burn through that run. There's 52 issues. Okay. So, I mean, you, you probably read like the first, what, 12 issues? 24. Really? You read 24 issues? I read the first 24 issues of that. Well, that would go all the way up into uh, Zero Year. Yes. With, with the Riddler. Yeah. So, so keep reading that. Re- you know, check out Hickman's Fantastic Four. Check out... Um, if I want to read something funny. Read something funny. I would go with um, maybe The Fix by Nick Spencer. Okay. The Fix? Yeah. I've, got, I've, got, I've actually got yeah. that. And so you like Nick Spencer. That's on the so, list. So I've got to, I, I want to read that. Cool. So that's, that's really awesome. Um want to thank everybody for joining us here today. It's been a blast as usual. And of course, you can catch us on the Twitter at BTP Comic UMFM or, of course, on email beyond the panel UMFM at gmail.com. want to thank you very much for sticking around with us today. You can catch us on the SoundCloud, of course, on UMFM's website. And if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you guys next time.
Thank you.